0: Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell go head-to-head with Jeremy Renner at the box office. There's rumors of an X-Files sequel, along with maybe a brand-new script for a sequel to Van Damme's Double Impact. It's been 25 years since the Lost Boys hit the big screen, and tons more on this episode of Geekscape. All right, so this one might have to be a quick one, but I just wanted to give you guys a a Geekscape before I I think I'm going to fall off the map this this coming week, so I wanted to give you guys a a Geekscape. Um, Anyway... Want to catch you guys up? We were talking about Spaceballs. Now it's out on Blu-ray, uh, 25th anniversary. I wanted to talk about that because I was watching it after I talked to you guys last week or last episode. And I'm watching it. I'm kind of doing some work, keeping it on in the background. And Laura comes home and she sits down. And I said, "Hey, you want me to turn this off?" And she goes, "No, no, no. I, I, I like this movie." Turns out she loves the movie. Turns out she knows every line to Spaceballs. I'm sitting there doing my work, Spaceballs in the background. And Laura is quoting the movie. I've been with her seven years. I did not know that my wife, who I've been with for seven years, knew every word to Spaceballs. There's something hot about that. <laughs> I don't exactly want her quoting that stuff in the bedroom, but, um, you know, man, what a lucky geek. Uh, I realized that, that was that was pretty awesome to uh, discover that my wife knew every line to Spaceballs. It's been a while since I'd watched it. Uh, if you're a fan of the original, uh, you know, of Spaceballs and haven't seen it in a while, check out this Blu-ray. It's pretty cool. Um, I want to talk to you guys real quick about some of the news that we have up on Geekscape.net. Um, Sean Madden, these guys have been killing it on the site. Um, Check, you know, support these guys. Go read some of their articles. They've got this one about David Duchovny saying that he would love to do another X-Files movie. Um, well, do you guys want another X-Files movie? It seems like it, the last one wasn't well received and this is something that the audience has really cooled on. Um, there's also that rumor. I don't think we posted it on the site, but did you guys see online the rumor that um, that Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny have actually like moved in? together uh, you know <laughs> Julianne Anderson's single now and she moved in with David Duchovny and they, they've been chummy that's kind of crazy right um wow it's, it's kind of like art kinda, you know I guess I guess if they got back together now like what would they, I don't know maybe he just wants to spend time with her so he's like yeah let's do another X-Files movie um speaking of uh sequels this is one that Sean Madden put up on the site just for me, I, it feels like. John claude Van Dam reveals a script for a sequel to a Double Impact is written. This script exists, Van Dam says. Um, I'm into this. Of course, I'm into this. Um, John claude Van Dam, you know, in a week he's going to be the villain in, in, in Expendables 2, and we're all going to see how awesome he is. I already know how awesome he is. I already know that I would watch this sequel to uh, Double Impact yesterday. I love Double Impact. It's probably it's not kickboxer or blood sport as far as quotable movies go. It's not um Universal Soldier, but I think it's right there with Hard Target as far as quotables. If my brother was here, we could actually do the whole scene where uh you know, he the good the nice guy Van Damme comes in and is met with the attractive blonde girl who's dating the bad guy Van Damme and uh, he's got this brand new shirt and she's like, "Nice. Got a new shirt." And she uh she uh reaches down his pants, and he goes, keep going. And she goes, you have got a surprise? Big surprise. Huge surprise. And of course, he's wearing his black silk underwear. <laughs> he gets headbutted by the Van bad, bad Damme. And he goes, why don't you take your photograph in your black silk underwear and go the fuck back to Disneyland? Um, my Van Damme's a little rough. I've got to start working on it again. Um, But... uh Double Impact is definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> I, would, I would welcome a sequel with, with open arms. I would also welcome a sequel to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey. The rumor is up on the site that the third film is going to happen. It'll happen with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters, both attached, and the original director. Who uh, No, no not the original director. Actually, uh, uh, Dean Parasat, who's the director of Galaxy Quest. He's wrapped up right now with the red sequel with uh, Bruce Willis, but... I guess as soon as he's done with that, maybe this Bill & Ted 3 is something that they would actually explore. And it's not recasting it, it's actually Bill & Ted, where are they today, right? So, they've aged in real time, of course, like the actors have. Uh, I'm excited about that. They want to kind of keep the budget low. Of course, low is bigger than any of the budgets they had for the originals, but something along the lines of Hot Tub Time Machine's $50 million budget. I think that's a sensible budget range for uh, anything with Keanu Reeves in I mean. The guy's a bona fide star now. So you couldn't have said that with the original films. He was kind of becoming a star. Now he's a definite A-list Hollywood star. <laughs> I think it would be fr- kind of fun to see him do this comedy. Uh, you don't get a whole lot of comedies out of Cannon Reeves unless they're indies um, or ensemble indies. I think it would be a lot of fun to see him do this stuff again. 25 years ago, The Lost Boys came out. If you guys are visiting geekscape.net, definitely look for this article that Eric Diaz posted on the 10th. It's the 25th 25th anniversary of Lost Boys, and he really just writes about um, how awesome the movie is. First off, speaking of movies that Alex Winters is in, he played one of the Lost Boys. He also uh, added a couple things that I didn't know about the movie. I know it's obvious that the Lost Boys is a reference to Peter Pan's Lost Boys, but I didn't know how literal it was. Supposedly the script had been developed for uh, Richard Donner, who uh, was doing the Goonies, of course, but he was too wrapped up in the Lethal Weapon movies to make this movie. Um, while they were developing uh, Lost Boys, it was literally going to be Peter Pan's Lost Boys. It was, that's how they were going to explain that the kids were always young, like the Lost Boys. That's how they were explain the flight, the fact that they only visit Wendy and the children at night. They were vampires, which I think is a kind of cool take on the Peter Pan uh, story, making vampires. It explains a lot. I think it was pretty creative. But I guess when uh, Joel Schumacher came on board, they uh, changed the script around. And you can't complain. The, the movie is awesome. So it's time to get out that old VHS or that DVD of uh, The Lost Boys and celebrate because it is 25 years old. That is nuts. We used to watch that movie, so I would still watch that movie a ton. It's just a cool movie. Let's see what else we got. There's a rumor that... Um, you know they have had the Marvel weekend. You know the Marvel weekend. What's the Marvel weekend? The first weekend of May. It's been the Marvel weekend since Spider-Man 1. X2, X-Men United was a, spy, was a Marvel weekend. Mar- Marvel's been releasing everything on, on the first weekend of May. The Avengers, Captain America. It's recently gotten crowded and they've had to kind of like shuffle a little bit. But... The rumor here is that with Joss Whedon's deal expiring in June of 2015, it looks like, you know, the one that he just signed that we talked about last episode, it looks like maybe uh, the 1st of May 2015 is when they're going to be releasing Avengers 2. Better get cracking. Better get cracking. The next May uh, 2015 movie that we're going to get is Iron Man 2, or Iron Man 3, I think. Um, What's coming out in May of next year? I guess it would be Iron Man 3, and then right after that you're going to get some Thor. So look for that. Um, that's pretty awesome. I, I, I'm excited for that one. All right, I want to tell you guys about a web series that I started watching. Brian Singer's producing this thing called H+. Do you guys know about this? It's, uh, it's this digital series that has like 48 episodes. They're all five minutes long, and it's told out of order. Right? Not unlike the flash jumps that you see in Lost, you know, some go forward, some go backwards. You see parts of, you know, that are part of the storyline that, that are the main characters, some that are ancillary characters, but Brian Singer has been producing this web series. He produced this web series called H+, about a little bit in the future, everyone has an implant in their brain, and it allows them to do basically what you do on a smartphone, check statuses, watch sports games. Uh, send and receive messages, but you're doing it from, like, the inside of your brain. You're, you know, you're, you're seeing it kind of in front of your face, and you can interact with it by, like, you know, kind of doing the minority report thing and, like, you know, touching things out in the middle of space. What happens if it gets a virus? Well, this series, if you guys look on YouTube for H+, the first episode, you actually see that a virus attacks everyone at the same time, and only those who have been without any service, right, who aren't connected to the network at the time that the virus hits survive. Everyone else basically shuts down and kind of goes into a coma state. They can't really survive in a coma state without any without anybody coming to rescue, but you kind of have to stay underground or at least uh you know, not get any reception. All of a sudden all those AT&T people are like, yeah <laughs> and now I'm glad to be an AT&T member. <laughs> I didn't get the virus that made my, you know, fried my brain." Um it's a cool series. The, the production values are really big. Um it looks great. It's directed well. I think it's written well. And I've seen six episodes so far, and they're pieced together pretty cool. It makes for a really cool puzzle. So, so far, six episodes in, H+, is worth checking out on YouTube. I definitely recommend it to you guys who are fans of science fiction, uh, maybe some of the, the, the Internet um, hacker-type stuff, you know, that, that kind of fiction. Uh, fans have lost so far. It, it, this series, six episodes in out of the 48, has held up, so no need to get weird. Um, Hopefully hopefully it keeps the the quality Because I'm really, really into it Movies Two movies came out this weekend That I think were supposed to be on your radar The first one is The Bourne Ultimatum This is Jeremy Renner taking over the Bourne franchise Uh, He's a brand new uh, agent, Aaron Cross And what happens is Because of the Bourne um, identity And the the things that are happening In the the first three Bourne movies uh, This movie actually takes place uh, like alongside the last two Bourne movies. So while Jason Bourne is trying to escape capture over in Europe and in uh, in India and stuff like that that you saw in the second and third Bourne movies, the uh, government agency in charge of the Bourne uh, program is shutting down their agents globally. And the way that they're doing this is the agents actually need an injection of medicine in order to keep going. Otherwise, they... uh, they, you know, they get a virus, they get sick, and they die. So basically, what they're doing is they're um, not resupplying. Oh, sorry, I keep getting texts. Um, basically, they're not resupplying any of their agents with any, uh, with any, you know, of this new medicine to keep them alive, and the agents start dying off. But Aaron Cross, Jeremy Renner's character, actually uh, has met up with Rachel Weiss's character, who's one of the doctors who supplies the medicine, and she's, and he, you know, he's like, hey, listen. These people are exterminating the program they 're exterminating the agents they 're exterminating the doctors who know about it, and they 're going to exterminate you. You have to help me uh, find a cure for this, find it find a way that and that I can uh, get out of this program and not need this this medicine anymore seems so he, you know of course, they go on a run seems like a pretty simple plot right um, the whole The whole franchise is a chase movie as I said last week um, or last episode why wouldn 't this one work? Um this one works cuz this one doesn't work cuz it's overcomplicated. Um I just told you guys a pretty simple plot line. It's not that simple. The, the this plot line is kind of uh it, it's it's I think I would the word I used that I gave to Scott Almeniana who wrote the review that is on the website right now is it is I guess, artificially complicated. There's stuff in this movie that doesn't need to be in this movie. The plot goes in places that the plot doesn't need to go to, and characters freak out about things they don't need to be freaking out about. Right? It seems like a really simple story. Uh, it's not. It just feels like it's, uh, it's packed with stuff that doesn't need to be in there. I, you know what? I can say it all I want, but I would say go on the website, read the review with Scott. If that sounds like something you're interested in, go for it. But... Um, we like, we wanted to like this movie, and I don't think it holds up, especially not because those first three movies are really, really good. Um, the movie to watch this weekend really is the one that took me by surprise, The Campaign. This is Jay Roach's movie. It has um, Zach Galifianakis in it. It has Will Ferrell in it, and they play the, these competing congressmen in North Carolina, right? And Will Ferrell is sort of a, a mix between Ross Perot and George W. Bush, And he's a congressman who's run unopposed, and everybody likes him, even though he's really a dirtbag. He sleeps around, he's completely corrupt, he's an imbecile, but he's a good old boy. He's all about the, you know, he just knows what to say on the campaign trail. He knows to talk about the troops, Jesus, you know, and America, America, America. Really, really funny, and you can see Will Ferrell really being funny with that. Um, You might think that he's been doing that for the last ten years, but Jay Roach is a good enough director, and this script is good enough that this really stays fresh. So, uh he's really screwed up at this point. Early on in the movie he screws up, uh it gets out, and the evil corporate uh guys played by John Lithgow and um oh man, what, what is his name? Uh Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd and John Lithgow play these corrupt uh industrialists who really just want to rape and pillage uh this North Carolina um uh this North Carolina county or, or area that uh, th- 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 this congressman's from. And they see that that he's just so fucked up that there's no way he's going to win this campaign. They need to get another candidate. So they actually... Get Zach Galifianakis's character to be their fake candidate, and they, they kind of, kind of their puppet. And they send in Dermot Mulroney to to come in and uh, sort of prop him up, teach him how to be a good candidate, et cetera, et cetera. Because Zach Galifianakis is a mess. <laughs> when you first see Zach Galifianakis, he's ineffective, he's effeminate, he, uh, he he's he's a complete mess. Uh, he's just kind of a, a sad sack loser. And Zach Galifianakis steals this movie. Uh, Will Ferrell's great, Jay Roach is great. The script is hilarious, but Zach Galifianakis is on a different level here. Of course, we saw him in the Hangover movies. Of course, we see Zach Galifianakis on the stuff on TV and online where he's just great. This movie, he he plays this character so consistently and so well that you're going to be impressed by it. Um, it doesn't get old. I think the problem with some of the uh, the, some of the the movies that uh, Will Ferrell's done with Adam McKay recently, and Adam McKay was a pro, was a producer on this movie with uh, Will Ferrell, is Anchorman's great. But then once they did Talladega the Nights, and then the other guys, and this and that, uh, it just started feeling like the improv had gotten out of control, and you know, and that the story was kind of being on hold while these ac- these comedians just kind of do improv, and it stopped being being fun, and the movies just kind of started feeling long. Uh, this movie, there's, it feels like there's a lot of improv, but it's all in a great direction, and the movie is really damn funny. Uh, Jason Sudeikis plays the campaign manager for Will Ferrell's character. He's fantastic in it. Will Ferrell is, is really funny, and he's fresh, it, it, which is a surprise, because you feel like he's played this character for a decade now. Um, and Zach Galifianakis, really, I can't say this enough, he steals it. He impressed me, because I was like, yeah. I've seen what, what I've seen what Zach Galifianakis can do. This really shows a complete performance that is just so damn funny. I definitely recommend it. The movie gets really raunchy, it gets really dirty. Uh, they really start going at each other uh, on the campaign trail, and uh, I think it also has a pretty good message. I think it was well written, and you actually it, the movie actually says a couple things about uh, corporate corruption of our political system. Believe it or not. It does. Um, the credit really, uh, as great as the performances are and everything, I think Jay Roach really shows what a good director he is. Um, I don't think he always gets the credit for it because he did the first two, uh, he did the Austin Power movies, he did the Meet the, the Parents movies. Um, and, you know, we like those movies. Uh, I think they're really, really well done movies, but when you get into the sequelitis, it starts to look like the director is just kind of doing what he's done before. Um, he went and did the campaign that movie with Julia, Julianne Moore and Woody Harrelson about um, about the, the the last campaign against John. Uh, what's it called? No, why am I why am I talking right now? Um, against Obama, and you guys, wait. Let me let me look this up. He actually did. I'm 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 like going through IMDb right now and getting a little crazy. Uh, he did Game Change, that TV movie. I got it now. He did Game Change. Uh, Julianne Moore, Ed Harris, Woody Harrelson, and um, this was the, the Senator Palin uh, movie where Julian Moore played Sarah Palin, Woody Harrelson played Steve Schmidt, the advisor, the campaign manager, and Ed Harris played John McCain. Um, it seems like him doing Game Change, which wasn't necessarily a straight-up comedy, and then coming to do the campaign kind of matured him as a director, and I think you guys will see that when you see this movie. It's fun, it has a little bit of a message, and the performances are great, and you'll see what the difference in quality is between him and most Com- like comedy directors He really, really, really Keeps the whole thing together um, Alright, go see that movie We'll see you guys on the next Geekscape I don't know when it'll be But I do miss you guys when I'm not doing this So hopefully it'll be very, very soon Check out the website, geekscape.net Go on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube Search for Geekscape, you'll find us If you want to tweet at me Just tweet at Jonathan London Or send me an email, Jonathan at geekscape.net Love you. peace